Hello, and welcome to another episode of Relatively Relatable. I'm your host, Sarah Chappay. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. If you want to stay connected with us after the show, be sure to check us out on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. Hey. Hey, what's up? Nothing. <laughs> I always feel like the week is so long. Like every time we come to record, I'm like, man, it's been so long, but it's like, it hasn't. It's just, that's how time is being perceived, you know? That is how time be. That is how it be. Do be like that. um, Sometimes it feels like it's been a long time. Sometimes it feels like it's been three days. So Yeah. Did you create a March Madness bracket? Sure didn't. Why? Um, I kind of forgot about it. And then <laughs> by the time that it was time that it, there was no more time, oh. um, I had run out of time. So, I mean, I just don't really care. Every time I make a bracket, like after day one, I stop paying attention because it's effed. So, yeah. and, uh, I had like quite the year with fantasy football this year and mm-hmm. I just, I didn't want any more sports emotions for a while, <laughs> you know, it can really, it can really run your emotions into the ground if you let it. It's just like one more thing to think about and keep track of. And if it's a thing <laughs> that I don't really care about all that much, you know, I just Why? remembered that I forgot to respond to your husband's text asking if I wanted to be in a bracket pool with him. <laughs> yeah. With us. <laughs> Sorry, Stefan. <laughs> I'm in third right now. Um, it's funny because him and another one of our friends like did a ton of research and they like looked back through like all of the years of like how the teams have done and they're like doing the worst. And like the yeah. girls who, I mean, we know basketball, but I don't know like statistics the past 10 years or whatever. Um, we're all doing the best. Well, it obviously, like, I mean, it doesn't matter because... yeah. What is this like one of the only years or something that 14 and 15 seeds have won in the first round or something crazy? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's definitely creating a lot of upsets. Yeah. Um, that's about all I'm qualified to say about it. So cool. Did you, uh, have you guys caught up on the wrestling national championships for college? I have not. Fill me in. Okay. So the highlights are number one. Kid from Iowa wins with two torn ACLs. Whoa. He uh, just didn't tell anyone that he had torn ACLs because he didn't want uh, to be able to have any excuse for losing. So he just won. So, you know. (laughs) So you didn't have to deal (laughs) with it. He didn't want to tell people and then, you know, end up losing and then be able to like fall back on, well, I had two torn ACLs or have people say that about him, you know? Yeah. Be like, oh, well he would have won, but he had two torn ACLs. Right. So he just didn't, I mean, that's like such a wrestling thing. Like the mentality is just put your head down and work, which is why I love wrestling so much. I think it's an underrated sport in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing was, um, Stanford is apparently dropping their wrestling program after this year, which is pretty notable because Stanford is usually pretty good. They, they're a good wrestling school and their program 
costs $150,000 to operate, which is super inexpensive in the grand scheme of college athletics, right? Um, I don't know all the details, but basically, um, they were able to raise, I think like $12 million to keep the program going. Holy cow. So it could run for 12 years basically without the, without the college putting any money towards it. Right. Yeah. Um, the university still said, nah, we're still just going to cut it. So, um, all the kids that were in the national championship wore their singlets inside out. So it was just a black singlet because they were like, well, if our school's not going to support us, we're not going to like represent them, you know? Whoa, that's kind of cool. One of the kids ended up winning uh, the national championship. I can't, I don't, maybe more than one did, but the one that was like the most vocal about it mm-hmm. um, won. And so it's super cool. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, the school gets their head out of their ass and lets the, the program continue. But, yeah. you know, stuff like that is weird to me. Like, I don't know what the motivation, I, to be honest, have not done any research. So uh, <laughs> I'm not super qualified about it either. But, um, a program like that, that is like probably more successful than m- many of their other athletic programs. And if they were able to raise money to be completely autonomous, mm-hmm. why does it, why does it matter? You know? Yeah. So I wonder if there's something else going on, but who knows? Did you see the drama going on with the men's like in women's basketball from the NCAA? Like in general? Uh, no. So like apparently the way they're playing is I think they're all like playing in the same compound type thing. So I think they're all staying in the same, like one or two hotels and then they're all playing in the same like stadium or two or, you know, whatever stadiums to like quarantine them and keep them relatively like isolated. I -hmm. think, I think that's what it is based off of this. I haven't been able to really find anything, but um, based off just my Twitter searches. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the men's basketball for March Madness. Th- so that first I should say the NCAA is a nonprofit. People think that NCAA is a for-profit, but it's not. That's the NBA and the WNBA that are for-profits. The mm-hmm. NCAA is a nonprofit and they function under Title IX, which means that they need to give equal money to both men and women's sports. Mm-hmm. And it came out that the men's were getting significantly higher quality food and like quantity food for the players and athletes mm-hmm. and swag and their athletic like equipment that they got. They got an entirely fully stocked like weight room for all the teams to use, like distanced out and like it was like banquet hall buffet style worth of food. And the women's got like a uh, microwavable Salisbury steaks, <laughs> which is like ugh, the worst thing ever. Yeah. And they got one rack of dumbbells for all of them to all of the teams to use. Mm. And they just got like some scrunchies in their like swag bag. And the, uh, excuse the NCAA used was that there was not enough space for the women but they had the, they showed the space and it was just this huge empty gym for them to work out in with like some yoga mats and a rack of dumbbells <laughs> that went up to 35 pounds. Yikes. So they couldn't even really squat with it. So it was like making a ton of 
headway on social media and all of this. And the NCAA had to double down and sent them <laughs> yeah. a ton of food. And so um, it was like on TikTok, the, this girl was pretty much documenting everything and she showed what they were getting for food. And I was, I've always found this interesting because I have friends that play college athletics also. And the food that they get is like not good. Like she's like, oh, for breakfast, we got this like double chocolate chunk muffin and some waffles. And I'm like, don't you like feel like you're going to pass out when you're playing? Cause it's just like all sugar. Like the car or the protein is like, like not very. Maybe, maybe you're burning so many calories, but yeah, that's what it is. I mean, on perform when you're performing on high performance days, you want a lot of carbs particularly like you want both, you want both kinds of carbs. You want Mm -hmm. fast digesting and slow digesting carbs, which is why, you know, you eat sugar. It's why Matt Frazier eats Snickers bars after every (laughs) competition, you know? Um, yeah. So there was definitely some issues about it. Um, people were saying that it's because women's athletics don't bring in enough money and that is probably true, but that's not the way that the NCAA will, NCAA is supposed to function. So yeah, there's a lot of issues with that. I think, um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on it. I could probably do an entire episode of just how I feel about women's athletics. Maybe that'll be next week. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the NCAA is generally pretty shady Mm -hmm. in general. They're kind of, kind of whack. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard about that. I'm looking at the Twitter pictures and yeah, it, it looks I mean, if these are real, it's pretty atrocious. <laughs> I mean, I would assume they're real because it was like several videos showing pr- a lot I of I also it. see the picture of the men's weight room and there are four women in there. So they don't look like athletes though. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. They look like they work at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> they but have yeah, like the a food, badge on. The food is pretty... The food alone is like a big deal. The picture I'm looking at it doesn't have a lot of context, you know, but... I don't, I'm not, I'm really not trying to poke holes into this. I, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. And the swag is, uh, me and Ashley were looking at it and running my own business. I now know how much stuff costs to like produce. So like the men got like sweatshirts and sweatpants and the women got like a t-shirt. And I was like, it is not much more to produce a sweatshirt. Like I mean, maybe, but like if you're already doing it, you're already Paying, paying for bulk order like yeah it's just they're pretty, not buying one-offs exactly. they don't have all their names on it they're yeah. just the same shirts that everyone else gets yeah know? and the designs were even different like i don't know why you would even have different designs like it would be so easy to have the same design and just alter some text here and there and well that would make it cheaper exactly oh yeah wait <laughs> yeah know? um so yeah i was pretty i was pretty disheartened by that but I'm glad to see that they're trying to cover their butts by <laughs> fixing Daily and a dollar short. Yeah, would no better kidding. if they just did it right the first time. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we're not going to talk about sports all day. We could, <laughs> Thank though. Thank God. I couldn't. Oh. It's probably my least favorite topic to talk about, oh, ironically. Interesting. For being someone who grew up playing sports and is, you know, worried about fitness and things. Yeah. It's just weird. I feel like, uh, n- never mind. We don't need to get into this. Well, here, I have uh, a great segue for us. Okay. 
So today I had to take a health screening test for our um, health insurance. And Mm -hmm. uh, basically it's the most BS thing I ever had to do. It just is like, answer, are you happy? And you say yes or no. And then it's like, are you healthy? And you say yes or no. And so one of the questions is like, do you drink alcohol? And of course I say yes. And it asked like, how many drinks a week do I average? And I said seven, because that's like one a day, you know? So it's like, you have three on a Friday and like, you know, whatever. Um, And so then at the end, it was like, you need to like stop drinking so much. I was like, well, I don't do that every week. You told me to average it. And it said that the recommended like intake for alcohol is one glass of alcohol for women and two for men. So even in alcohol, men get more. There's a reason for that though. It's not a sexist thing. I know, but I just thought it was funny. I was reading it and I was like, they also get more alcohol. And so leading into our (laughs) second. I mean, we work so much harder. We earn it. Exactly. I mean, you women are just, what do you do? Just sweep the kitchen while we're at work? We just sweep so, the kitchen for eight hours. Yeah. I mean, you get that. That's worth one glass of wine. <laughs> My mom me. said, if you fill it all the way to the top, that's still one glass. I said, you're yeah, right. Did they say one glass or did they say like a more standardized no, unit of measurement? It said what one about glass. One, one glass of whiskey. <laughs> a like beer a pint glass. glass of whiskey. <laughs> I would die. I would not be here anymore if I did that. That wouldn't be super fun, I don't think. But <laughs> So what is the segue? Um, just that we're talking about alcohol now. Oh, okay. So we're talking about alcohol now. <laughs> here's the real here's the real topic. Okay. So the weather is starting to get nice yep. again, right? And Sarah and I both have this condition. <laughs> um, it's a very serious medical condition where when the sun starts to shine, the like dopamine receptors in our brain just like require alcohol mm-hmm. to be to f- flourish and thrive. I don't know what it is, but it's like watering a plant. Yeah, you have to booze up our brains. Um, <laughs> there's like this weird thing that happens to me, and I feel like it's only because of what happened to our lives last March, where mm-hmm. as soon as the like nice weather starts to shine, all I want to do is sit outside and drink. Mm-hmm. Like I can't really. I don't know if I ever really was like this before March, April, May of last year? Um, I think I was, but not to the extent. Like when the sun, that I'm like, ooh, let's go sit outside and like, maybe before I was like, let's get coffee. But now I'm yeah. like, 9 a.m., it's time for a Bloody Mary. So let's yeah. go. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I was definitely like, let's go be outside. But now it's, the alcohol is a requirement. <laughs> to that (laughs) so that this is already starting to sound like we have a alcohol we should just lean into it there's probably no (laughs) way around it at this point well my saving grace is i don't drink very much ever during the week so Mm -hmm. like when it's like a friday and it's nice out i'm like dude i'm finishing work at three Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna go drink Mm -hmm. on my patio Mm -hmm. like this weekend um saturday was super nice Mm -hmm. like sunny 65 like little bit of a breeze um and i was so depressed that whole day because i couldn't find anyone to drink with me and then i called you my girlfriend had to work my buddy that i would have drank with 
uh, had a rough night the night before, <laughs> meaning he had a really good night the night before, but was having a rough day. Yeah. And like, I just, I just didn't want to ask him and have him say no. Yeah. You, know? you already knew the answer. And so I had, yeah, I had gone through my only two friends at that point. So, um, I was just bumming hard. I sat outside, I made one drink. Um, you FaceTimed me for a little bit, which helped a little. Um, but it was just this weird thing. So, yeah, I figured we could talk about the the keys to a successful day drink. Yeah, because so I had I a successful day drink. Vicariously through it because I didn't do that this weekend. <laughs> We've got plenty of weekends ahead. We I know. Ease I, had, in. I had to keep telling myself that. <laughs> it sounds so sad. Like I had to give myself that pep talk, where it's like, this is like the first good weekend of many. Yeah, you know, you're not you're not missing out nope. that bad. You know, it'll be okay. Yeah, but. I don't know. I was bummed. So anyway, uh, let's let's think back to like peak quarantine times. I think we both learned. Uh, I've I've always been like a day drinker. That's kind of what I've hung my hat on. <laughs> I've always preferred that over like hard night drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I really perfected the strategy during quarantine. Mm-hmm. So um, in true Jake and Sarah fashion, we didn't plan the cadence of this episode. So we'll probably just like uh, riff off each other or yeah. whatever. But I, I want to stress for anyone who's listening, for some reason, who's still listening after that terrible rant of nothingness. Um, the first and most important key of a successful day drink session is understanding that it's a marathon and not a sprint. Yeah. Like for me, my day drinks usually start I don't like the word darty I think it sounds dumb to me so I'm just going to keep saying day drinks <laughs> okay. which for some reason sounds better um <laughs> my day drinks usually start at like 9 a.m yeah so you start right when you wait like not like right when you wake up but you're like breakfast is when you start if you're gonna do it um I usually work out first unless it's so like a like, Friday at like three Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm talking like to me, day drinking is w- really when you spend an entire day, not like starting at three. That's oh. still night drinking to me. Oh, it is. Even if you start yeah, from I mean, like three like to hap- seven happy hour. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's not day drinking. Okay, it's okay, evening okay. drinking. Okay. <laughs> there's day drinking. There's like normal people drinking. And then there's like people of the night drinking, you know, <laughs> I don't like drinking with the people of the night. Yes. They're a whole different breed. I can't do it. I no. can't do it. Okay. So anyway, yeah, my, my day drinking will usually start around like 9 or 10 a.m., uh, which sounds excessive, but I make sure to get that workout in so my blood is nice and thin so that first drink <laughs> hits me like a sack of bricks. Um, first, Do you prep with drink, food beforehand or are you going empty stomach? <laughs> so this is going to sound even worse, but really I, like the sweet spot is empty stomach. So you do you work, do you eat before you work out? I'll have like a little snack. Yeah. Cause I got to feel the workout. Right? So, okay. So you have like a little, some toast or something before the workout. Yeah. Like very light, you know, pre-workout snack. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not mowing on biscuits and gravy or anything before I go to the gym and, and I'm then, not getting, I'm not getting like a weak ass workout in. I'm like, I'm getting the workout in, you know, <laughs> you're trying to deprive your body so that it's hollow. Well, no, I really, what I'm trying to do is like still maintain a high quality workout because I can't just like let go of that goal, even though I know I'm going to completely undo the entire thing. (laughs) But to me, that's like a net zero exchange, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If I have a mediocre workout and then I completely trash my body, that's like a 
a net negative exchange. Yeah. So like if I end up if I end up breaking even on the day, which calorically that's not actually how it works out, but mentally that's how it <laughs> yeah. works out for me, then it's fine. Um so yeah, I get a killer workout in. Um and then my post workout, you know, fast digesting carbs is usually a mimosa. Um <laughs> really get that <laughs> muscle protein synthesis started with a good uh, mimosa. Yep. Um, typically what happens is like we'll either go out to brunch or we will make brunch or something. Um, so I'll have a mimosa while I'm waiting for the food or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. usually by the time the food gets to you, you're, you're in, in dire need mm-hmm. at that point already. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. How does, how does your day drinking day start? Um, I don't usually start Okay, I have this problem that like I can't like drink by myself because then I just feel even worse like about sad. myself, but I'm getting better. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't drink by myself either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, but I'm getting better because I'm just like who cares, you know? I'm almost 30. Yeah. Like It's just life. Yeah, no one's no one's like it's not like I'm a kid and I'm drinking by myself and like someone's got to put their leash on me. Like, right. You know? So I don't, if I do the champagne thing, I eat it, do it with breakfast because champagne puts me down. Like, like to sleep. No, I'll just be like, like messes you up. I'll be, yeah, I'll be pretty far gone pretty quickly and it'll be a game of catch up the rest of the day. Um, so I usually start my day drinking later. Like I need a breakfast. Yeah. Unless I'm so if if I'm eating with it, like for my birthday, we did we just did that. We day drink, you know, my friends came over for breakfast and we just started. Yeah. And we started with mimosas and I was pretty far gone by about eleven. Yeah. So it'll 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 happen. Yeah. That's why there's a strategy. They taste so good. That I'm mm-hmm. just like, ooh, I'll just have another. And you know, your champagne flutes are small. So I'm like, what's another one? What's another one? I don't, I don't pace myself. Yeah. My, my expertise comes later. Yeah. Okay. In the day. I well, don't have the, I don't have the game plan of the morning. Like how you do, you're like, oh, I'm going to work out. And like, oh yeah. It's, no, we've I got just, it. I've got it down to a science. I go in wide eyed and bushy tailed. I'm like brunch. Yes, please. And mm. I do it. Yeah, you have to respect the day drink. Like if you <laughs> if you go into it overzealous, it's gonna it's gonna kick back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a it's like a you have to like kind of date it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to court it. <laughs> if you're too aggressive at the beginning, it's gonna push you push you down. You it know? does. Yeah, you got to warm up to it. I um, like to be hurt though. I like a little. Oh, that's I interesting. Like to- <laughs> it's a very interesting thing to say. <laughs> I like the heartbreak. Okay. So you're, you're the kind of person that comes out of the gate too hot and then is asleep by like 2 PM, right? We'll get there. Okay. (laughs) So my thing really is trying to maximize the entire day because like nothing makes me more frustrated than when you have a, a fun day of drinking planned and then someone goes too hard and ruins it. Mm -hmm. Like I have a few stories of people that just like, you know, they're not, they're not, um, they're just not respecting the day drink, Mm -hmm. you know, they think they can handle it and they can't. And then Mm -hmm. they're like throwing up or Mm -hmm. they're passing out and it's like, 
1 p.m. and you started at 11. It's like, bro, have you never drank before? But <laughs> these are the people, this is where like, these are the people of the night yeah. that are trying to drink during the day. Like they're only used to starting drinking at like 11 at the bars and taking shots until mm-hmm. 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. So like th- their concept of drinking is only really two or three hours. That's yep. all they can comprehend. Yep. It's like a, com- it's a completely different breed of person. Yeah. So understanding that it's a marathon, like, Getting in for the long haul, pacing yourself, those are really the most important keys in my yeah. opinion. Like I feel like a lake day is probably the best day that I have for day drinking. But I don't start with like a mimosa or anything. I just jump right in with the white claws about eleven. Yeah. That's a good that's a good starting thing. Yeah. I've learned like more and more I'm learning that mimosas are a hard one to follow up later. Yeah. Like one, they're so good. Yeah. If you go, if you go mimosa in the morning and you don't have like hard seltzers to follow it up with, you're kind of hosed because it will like, they can catch up with you so quickly, like you said. (laughs) And then if you follow that with liquor, yeah, like you're, you really have to, you really have to know what you're doing. You have to be an expert. To like drink, to drink liquor during like a whole day, you really have to be a lot more careful. I feel like the seltzers are a lot more forgiving. Like Uh you drink like, I mean, Lauren and I would drink like an entire case of those Trulies in Mm -hmm. one day. Mm -hmm. And like, it got to be a point where my tolerance was high enough that I like wouldn't even feel them, Mm -hmm. you know? I would mm-hmm. have I would have to get a little bit more aggressive with it. Yeah. <laughs> but they also I feel like they hydrate you a little bit more and you can kind of you can kind of dose yourself a little bit better cuz yeah. they're prepackaged, you yeah. know, you're not just like drunkenly pouring half a glass of white rum and then following it up with Sprite or something, you <laughs> yeah, know, or making mojitos like or something. Right. Yeah. That's you got to pick your drinks carefully, I think. <laughs> no, I I I don't know if I'm really the uh if I'm speaking lake day drink day drinking because day drinking like how you describe it started for me in quarantine. Yeah. And I don't know if I really did great at it because I would be hammered by one and I would order chicken fingers and eat them in the driveway. Like I don't know if yeah. I was respecting, but I didn't understand the yeah. you know. But I feel like I understand it at the lake because I want to maximize my time and my my buzz. At the right. same time. But what about like when we went to Cancun? Because like Mexico is just a week long day drinking session. I get and I feel so like it's a, drunk. Lo- it's a longer. Oh man. See, I even understood it then. No, I get so. The first time we went, I got. I was not 21 yet. So, but like whatever. It's not I mean, like it's I, legal there. No, but I mean, like, it's not like I hadn't like sipped oh. on alcohol before. Yeah. But. I got, I just fell asleep in the pool and got sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I See, just, I think I have this like thing ingrained in my head for some reason that like, I can never let myself be the drunkest person in any room. You will never I, like, be if I am there. If, if I feel like I'm starting to get that way, I get really like, have a lot of paranoia. Like, dude, you sound such, like such an idiot. It's like the, the episode of New Girl when they all get high <laughs> and Nick Nick thinks he's handling it really well, but mm-hmm. he's really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I don't act that way, but that's the way that I sound to myself. Like, <laughs> you sound so stupid. That took you forever to say, hello. That's like, 
how I think I sound when I'm <laughs> speaking, when I'm drunk. So I'll kind of go in these like spurts of like being really chatty and then not saying anything for two hours yeah, because I'm like, r- I'm like slapping myself on the wrist for having loosened up for a few minutes. But if I start mimosas at like 10 a.m. and say I hit like two or three at breakfast, which is a pretty, if you're eating, yeah, I will talk like, from 1030 a.m. until 1030 p.m. when I go to sleep. But you always do that. Yeah, but I'm like hyper aware of it when I'm drinking. Oh. And I talk about... So normally you just talk and you don't realize it. But when you're drinking, you at least realize that you're talking? It's like more. You talk more. I talk way more. Interesting. I didn't know that was possible. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Moving on. What a disaster. Um, yeah, I feel like if you're going to have a successful day drink, you have to, you, you can't be a hero, right? Yeah. You need to, you need to, you need to submit to the master of the day drink and know that if you're going to make it, you got to drink your water. Mm-hmm. You got to eat. Mm-hmm. Like there, every day drink that I've ever had that has been ruined by someone, the person is the person that, says like, no, I don't need to drink any water. No, I don't need to eat. Like I, I'm a, I'm a drinking pro. Who, what are you trying to prove when you do that? You're just going to get sick. They're just trying to prove that they can drink a lot. And And these are, like I'm saying, these are the people of the night. Because imagine, (laughs) imagine the times in your life where you've gone out at like 11 PM. You've gotten to wherever you were planning on going (sighs) at 11. Yeah. Nobody is casually drinking. No. People are taking shots. It's all about who can have the most shots, who can consume the most. In like a short, quick period of time. Exactly. It's like who can get the drunkest in three hours, (laughs) right? But day drinking is so much more of an experience. It's so much more like respectful and (laughs) relaxed, you know? It's like, I don't know. I just don't understand the appeal anymore of like going out drinking like you're probably starting at home at like nine which is still way too late to like start start your night if you're in it at nine that's fine you know you start at happy hour you're wrapping up you start at nine and you get there at like 11 and then you just like binge drink for like two to three hours and then you just go home and go to bed it's like hitting the gas pedal and going to 60 miles per hour and then hitting a brick wall yeah, like I don't I've never get thought it. it was fun. Even like, in my prime, which was like <laughs> four years ago, I didn't think it was fun when I turned twenty-one. I don't think it's fun. It's exhausting. I didn't think it was fun really any time in between. So, <laughs> and you feel like ter- you feel terrible the next day. The mm-hmm. best thing about day drinking is you know you you you're probably gassed out by nine at the latest. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, I've never made it to nine o'clock. Really. Very rarely. There's like a few times, but it's like, I'm at that point, I'm just enduring, (laughs) you know, like I'm just really trying to keep it up. But, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't ever wake up feeling hung over the next Mm -hmm. day because it's like so spread out Mm -hmm. and I've eaten a lot during the day to soak it up and Mm -hmm. drank a lot of water, hopefully. Um, but yeah, the whole, like, I'm not a shots guy. Like I'm definitely a, a cocktail, you know, a full sipping. drink kind of guy. Yeah. I like sipping. I like the way that th- I like to enjoy flavor, right? Mm-hmm. 
which is the difference between day drinking and people of the night drinking where <laughs> the only objective is to get slammed yeah. like by any means. Like nobody enjoys taking shots. People who enjoy or say they enjoy shots are lying. They're putting on a, <laughs> they're the same people that say they don't need to drink water. Like it's just, it's just a tough guy facade mm-hmm. thing, you know, mm-hmm. cause they don't taste good. There's nothing good about it other than getting hammered. And that's not even all that good. You know? <laughs> I mean, I took tequila shots this weekend and that was kind of fun. It's fun. Cause it's like, Ooh, tequila shots. You know, it's like, it's like an event, but yeah, it's like, not but I also required. don't take shots at 11 PM to try and just like slam a half a bottle of alcohol. You know, I'm not just sitting there taking shots, trying to like get really drunk. It was like, should we buy a round of shots? Cause we were having fun and we we're just like in yeah. the moment. We we're like, yes, but it wasn't oh, like, I don't even, my idea of fun never includes taking shots. <laughs> Like I, I am never in my mind like, oh yeah, we're all vibing, having a good time. Let's all do shots. Cause that's usually when it goes south. Like every time I've been out with friends and we're just drinking, having a good time. And then someone orders a round of shots. It's like from that moment on, it's a completely different <laughs> night because then, then it sets a precedent for the rest of the night that mm-hmm. like now every place we go, someone orders a round of shots instead of like drinking a one drink the entire time you're there. Mm-hmm. Cause then you end up taking three, three rounds of shots or mm-hmm. something because it's such a uh, quick, quick mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So it's, it's a very slippery slope once you start taking shots. Yeah. I do appreciate the uh, slow burn of the, the day drink. Yeah, I do too. Especially cause I don't feel like it gets away. It doesn't get out. It like, it never gets away from me. Yeah. Drinking at night gets away from me. Like yeah. <laughs> even if I start at dinner time, uh-huh. I don't know what it is. Like we're just sitting chatting. I'll have like five or six or 12 drinks, you know? And like, it just, it runs away from me. But during the day, I feel like during the day I'm up and about more, Yeah, you know, playing like playing, y- playing yard games mm-hmm. or whatever. And I can like tell if I'm going to like fall over. <laughs> But if I'm sitting at dinner all night and I'm just sitting down, I don't realize I'm drunk until I stand up to go to the bathroom and see myself in the mirror for the first time. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about that moment though? When you, even if you're day drinking and you get, you stumble into the bathroom and you stare at yourself and you're just like, Oh, like I always just laugh. (laughs) I always laugh at myself. I just stare at myself. I'm like, what decisions did you make? I got you to this moment right here. <laughs> I feel like I have an alter ego when yeah. I'm, when I'm drunk, I'm like a different person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, some people get really angry. I feel like I get way more fun, way more funny. Way more, you more get loose. so giggly. So yeah, I get, so I go giggly. to the bathroom and I like, that's when I realize that I'm drunk and I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> I just laugh. <laughs> I get, sometimes anyway. I get a little weepy depending on what I've, what I've done that day. I don't understand. I don't either. Even if you're having like a great day. Yeah. Like one time we, mm. so when uh, you guys were playing in Wichita, um, someone, I think it's the shots thing. Someone was buying shots all night and yeah. I was a, a newbie to the game. And so we're getting in the car and my grandmother was DDing us. <laughs> which is just already the worst story ever. And I'm sitting in the car and the realization hit me that someday everybody that I love will die. And I just went all the way downhill, just rolled all the way downhill. And I could not 
stop myself. Like I could not regain control of that emotion. And my grandma, yours as well, you may know her. Yeah. Um, was like Sarah, like she was trying to call me now. She's like, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. And I was like, what? And she's like, do you want a hamburger? And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, then you need to shut the F up. Yeah. She said the F word <laughs> and that stopped me. I think she knew it was going to quiet me. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I think that's the shots thing. You know, yeah. it just, I think, I think people don't have a full understanding of how alcohol really affects you. You think like, Oh, one shot. They like try to do this math in their head of like when it's actually going to hit them. <laughs> I feel like it's an exponential reaction. Yeah. Like the more shots you take, just like just really yes. ramps up. Yeah. You know, yes. Um, it's, it's way harder to pace out shots. I mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. because the more you take, the more, you know, you can't remember when the last time you took one was mm-hmm. or like if you had any water between mm-hmm. then and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the misconception that like drinking water is going to make you less drunk is not a thing at all. That is not how it works. It just <laughs> makes you not feel as shitty the, the next, next day. day. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like undo. It's not like control Zing. <laughs> it's not like for every for every glass of water you control Z half a shot. Like that's not. People think that's how it works. It's it's not how it works. No, it just alcohol makes you not like feel dehydrates that bad the you. Day. Yeah. Yeah, but like you can't you can't make yourself less drunk with anything other than time. Mm-hmm. Food debatable. Mm-hmm. I think food makes you feel better, but drinking water, like I don't know. Yeah. It's my rant about shots. <laughs> We're not talking about day drinking anymore. Okay. Well, we're talking about why day drinking is superior. Oh, yeah. Okay. So hydrates. I hear snacks are key and I feel like this is where I can come in. This is where, Mm. I mean, you can can tell me your expertise. I feel like you are the resident expert of this like whole darty day drinking (sighs) thing. Like your pool days are like. I'm ready to come and experience this. Yeah, it's it's an experience. Snacks are my thing. I am all about the balance of snacks. And there is a key balance to snacks. Because you don't want too many salty things because then you're going to want something sweet and there's not going to be anything sweet there. You don't want too no, many sweet agree. things because then that'll make you sick. I agree with that. <laughs> I never feel like I need to balance out salty things with sweet things. I am I, I never crave sweet things when I've been drinking. Well, or really ever. Then you'll be fine. But I like to <laughs> cater to everybody's drunken needs. Yeah. And the charcuterie board is a great way to go. Chips and dips, mm-hmm. salsas, mm-hmm. quesos, guacs, mm-hmm. pizza rolls. Mm-hmm. I one time I did a right when quarantine started. I was like really depressed, and boy, I had no idea what was coming. And I was like, we need to start making this fun. And so I went and bought a pool from Target, like a big, like (laughs) adult, like not an adult pool, but it was like a blow up pool, you know? An adult kiddie pool. Yeah, it was like six feet. And um, I set up, I like said it was a Mexico like day, like Cancun day. So I like rolled all our towels and stacked them by our chairs by the pool. And I set out like tables and I got like cups to like make drinks and I got like stuff to make daiquiris and like Mm. I made like four drink options. So I had like mimosas and um, Bloody Marys and then I got like white claws. Like I, I got enough alcohol to act like there was maybe 25 people coming and it was me and Stefan and Ashley. Yep. But then 
Because if you go to an all-inclusive, you know you got the snack menu too. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I found the like frozen section at Target. So it had the like egg rolls, the spinach and artichoke like fried Mm -hmm. things and like crab rangoon and all of these things. So I like fried all those up and had them in like a little platter, chips and Mm -hmm. dip. Like I had the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It it makes or breaks it. Something about it it being fried. I think it's because it's crunchy and like... I don't know, but that mm. that's key. Pizza mm. rolls, mm-hmm. French fries, mm. onion rings, mm. grease. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the successful day drinking days we've had are the ones that we we think ahead and like mm-hmm. buy snacks and mm-hmm. um, also plan ahead for like throwing a th- frozen pizza in mm-hmm. or pizza rolls. Or, or you whatever. know, you're like, okay, we'll order a pizza later. Like, you know, that that's decided. Yeah, you've yeah. got a plan. Yep. A plan I, and order. I absolutely hate, like one of my biggest pet peeves is when you know, you're going over to someone's house for the day. Like say you're like, okay, we're coming over at like 11, whether it's like to day drink or not. Mm-hmm. And nobody even like, like food is not even talked about. Like you're going to be there for like 12 hours yeah. Like if people come over to my house for 12 hours, I'm like thinking, okay, do I have anything that I can make while they're here? If not, I need to get something or I need to suggest, oh, for lunch, do we want to order a pizza? Or do we want to like go grab something? Yeah. I hate when you're somewhere and you're just like starving, like you're chewing on your fingernails because you're like, <laughs> and you like say it like, man, I'm getting kind of hungry. And people are like, yeah. And like nothing, you know, yeah. like they're not like, oh, I've got chips or like, let's order a pizza. That man, that like, Oh, that does something to me. I don't know if it's because it's like being hospitable. Well, yeah, I was going to say that's like almost an entirely different topic that we could do about (laughs) like just hosting people. Yeah. Like I get, I get high key anxiety whenever people are coming to my house for something because (laughs) I like, I, I can't relax because I think nobody is having fun. Nobody is enjoying themselves. Like I just have it in my head that everybody's bored, you know? So like, I at least have to make sure that there's food available. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that whenever we host people, um, my girlfriend just like takes the food job. Mm -hmm. Like she is so good at Mm -hmm. preparing snacks and food and stuff. I I don't have to worry about anything. She's definitely um, the better half when it comes to most things, but especially (laughs) like hosting people. Well, (laughs) like like for your birthday, you didn't know we were coming. And... Yeah, she like loaded up the <laughs> cabinets. Like I knew that two of my friends were coming because mm-hmm. that's it. We were just planning on like watching the Nebraska game that Saturday, and she got like four bags of chips and like <laughs> Oreos and pizza rolls and like all this stuff for charcuterie board. And I was like, in my head, I was like, that makes sense. Like I eat a lot. There's four people. I mean, it's going to be a full day. Yeah. We're going to eat all the whole day. But yeah, it did not dawn on me that she was trying to feed nine people or 10 people or whatever. And she, she did it well. Successfully. She's a good hostess. Like we even talked about that on the way home. Like that, that makes like an event when someone's thought through, Mm. even if it's like 
not maybe not even like the food, but like you think through like all the drink options. Like if you're day drinking mm-hmm. or whatever and you think, okay, like I'll get some white claws, I'll get some like beer. Well, not everyone wants to just drink natty light. Right. Like you get yeah. like some options or you ask people like before they mm-hmm. come over, hey, do you want, if not like pick something up or like whatever, like the coordination is key because that is just mm-hmm. like the worst when you like are expecting a great time and then you go and it's just like, you got one bag of like half open thing of Lay's and like a little <laughs> jar of salsa right. and you're like yeah. buzzed. It's left over from the night before. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm just to the point now where I'm like, I'm just going to order food because I'm going to throw up in your bathroom if you don't feed me. That's <laughs> right. even without <laughs> alcohol. I'll just throw up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, drinking event or not aside, I'm always super disappointed when someone is like, hosting a good number of people like Mm -hmm. if it's just me coming over i don't expect to be like entertained or anything Mm -hmm. but if you're having like five or six or plus people yeah like you should have at least something even if you ask people to bring stuff like you should be providing like the main thing yeah and like that is an expectation of you Mm -hmm. you should understand that people are expecting you to provide something yes Even if the thing is I'll buy the pizza or the thing is let's order pizza. Like if you don't want to prepare something, that's fine. You got DoorDash, you got all of these delivery options, but you should be prepared to say, should we order a pizza then Mm -hmm. or something like guys, we have gone through a pandemic for a year. Like you should be ready to just pull out all the stops for your friends when they come over now. Like, come on. Ooh, and also on the on the flip side of that, if someone is hosting you, you shouldn't even like have to ask if you should bring something. Mm-hmm. You should just ask what sh- what do I bring? Or like bring you should it. plan on bringing uh, yeah. bringing something, even if they say don't worry about it, bring something. Yeah. Even if you bring just like a case of white claws or beer or mm-hmm. something to share or mm-hmm. a bottle of alcohol or something to share, like. It is equally rude to show up and just be like, where's my stuff? Yeah. Where's my, where's my booze, you know? And especially if you show up without anything to contribute and then you whine like a baby about them not having whatever thing it is that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm, that mm-hmm. drives me nuts too. It was pretty funny because we went to our friends in Omaha's um, house for like a day drinking. We made margaritas and... Uh, we went to the store. We all like went together to get stuff and um, we got like got our margarita stuff and Ashley was like, well, I'm going to get some white claws too. And she had one while we were there and then she ended up leaving the entire case. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so the, you do run that risk, but hey, then yeah. it's, you, you're giving them a little thank you for letting you be at their house all day. I never take it home with me. Like if I bring something, contribute, I'm never like, where's, can I have my three white claws back? (laughs) You know, I'm like the other, a couple weeks ago, I went over to my friend's house and they were like making dinner. Like he went and bought steaks. They were making dinner for us. Um, And I know that they like gin. So I brought a bottle of gin and I left it with them and they were like baffled. Beyond, they thought yeah. I forgot it. Like the ne- we saw him the next day for brunch, LOL. And uh, <laughs> they were like, so why did you leave that bottle of gin? And I was like, I have two of them. 
I have two of the same bottle and I'm not going to like, it's going to take me forever to drink those. So yeah. I wanted you to have it cause you drink gin more and they still like, didn't believe me they're that like, I was no, just doing it, it to be nice. And they're like, is it cause it was already opened? Like we don't like, I was like, no, just like I just wanted you to have it. <laughs> like, why is this? <laughs> people are so like, I don't know people get weird if they're not used to people being nice like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which like a lot of people in our generation or our age, I shouldn't say our generation, our age currently are still figuring out how to be adults. Yeah. And so um, when you do that, it's like a, sometimes it comes off as like a baller thing, like a, like, Oh, money is no issue. Have my mm-hmm. bottle of liquor, you know? Cause it's like, it costs money to buy those things. But yeah. But they made you a whole steak dinner that costs money. Exactly. And I was at their house for like, five hours until like 2 a.m. So I was like, I definitely overstayed my welcome. So you can, you can keep, I, you can keep this. I'm like, yeah. I'm, it's fine. Just yeah. keep it. Yeah. Anyway. So all that to say snacks are key. Snacks are definitely key. Yeah. Um, what else? Any other day drinking tips and tricks or uh, keys to success? I've, like I said last week, I've learned that the double burrito, if you somehow make it out, got a DD to hit up the burrito life, or maybe, you know, you get like, I don't know, you go and get food because you didn't Mm -hmm. get enough the first time. I don't know. Even if there's food, we always end up going to get food or ordering more food. Mm, Yeah. Think of your hungover self the next day because you will not want to go get something. You'll not want to leave the house. Maybe you'll order it, but it's just better if it's already there. Yep. Order some extra breadsticks with your pizza. And really show some restraint and don't eat it all that night. Yeah. Like if I did a double burrito, <laughs> I know it sounds outlandish, but I would have to convince myself not to eat the second one. <laughs> yeah. Not to just burrito train those bad boys down <laughs> my throat. Because I don't, my hunger, my appetite suppression hormone whatever it's called Mm -hmm. is gone Mm -hmm. when I, I I don't really know if I have one to be honest, but whatever that mechanism is Mm -hmm. that like switch that the Mm -hmm. little gnomes inside of you flip when you've had (laughs) enough to eat. I don't think I have one, but especially not when I've been drinking. Even if I feel sick. I just snack and graze Mm -hmm. and eat until I want to die and then (laughs) I fall asleep with food in my mouth generally. A perfect example of how I will eat until I fall asleep when I'm drinking is when I went to Palm Springs a couple weeks or a couple weeks, a couple years ago. Um, me and my, fr- so there was four girls and two of the girls decided to go back to the room because they were like tired and me and my other friend Jordan wanted to keep drinking. So we stayed out till 3 a.m. And because we're smart or I don't, yeah, um, I had breakfast leftover Mm. so I knew we were going to be going out so I said I'm going to save this french toast and these french fries for when I come home at 3 a.m. wow two french cuisine yeah items bougie I woke up the next morning with my hand I was sleeping on the floor with my hand on the table in the box of french fries still nice so yeah I've been known to fall asleep with a burrito in my hand every now and again so (laughs) It definitely the food happens. is important. It is. It's probably the most important part anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if this episode wasn't 
white trash enough. Like, I don't know how much, how much more white trash we could get, but. Hey, we're heading into day drinking season and quarantine doesn't yeah. look like it's ending before then. So. No, it's definitely time in. to bu- buckle in for a round two here yeah. pretty soon. And, and now we're pros. Now we know how to do it right. Do it up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully uh, everyone who's listening. Maybe I'll make a now. guide that people can see on our Instagram of like how to have the perfect day drinking. <laughs> yeah. Summarize all of the points that are somewhere in this episode that we, yeah, we're making. We'll do. So, we'll do. Okay. Good. All right. So every week, Jake and I do a go-to for the week. So Jake, what's your go-to this week? Uh, mine this week was uh, Nate Bargatze's new special on mm. Netflix called Greatest Average American, I think. <laughs> um He's super funny. He's Mm -hmm. got like a really dry, goofy sense of humor and is, uh, I don't always like clean comedians sometimes. I I feel like they're just like not entertaining for whatever reason, (laughs) but he, he does it really, really well. Um, so yeah, I'll just say that. We listened to, I had heard his stuff before, but we listened to it on our trip because you can like find some of them on Spotify Mm -hmm. and his bit about like horses, like he didn't know horses slept. He (laughs) thought they slept standing up. And so he saw one laying down and he thought it was dead. And so then when he like drove back, it was standing and he was like so freaked out by it is hilarious. Yeah. And then he has a bit, this is, these are like his older ones. Um, He has a bit about how he's like terrified of ordering coffee Mm -hmm. and he has had this issue with ordering coffee with milk or coffee with cream and he finally landed on coffee with milk, but the lady misheard him and thought he said coffee or no, he started saying coffee with cream. So he said coffee with cream and she put whipped cream on top of his cold brew. (laughs) And it's like this whole thing about how he's like, you thought I came in here and ordered cold brew with whipped cream on top of yeah. it. And it's so funny because the anxiety of ordering coffee at like a new coffee shop is real. Like I yeah. felt that. Yeah. Yeah. He's <clears throat> yeah, super he's funny. Hilarious. Just like common people jokes, but he mm-hmm. doesn't, I don't want to say it's like dumb humor, but he definitely has this like, um, dumb spin on things. Yeah. Like, well, it, there's yeah. no nice way to say it, but it's, you just have to watch it to understand because I don't think he's dumb, but no. you just have to wa- you just have to watch it to understand. But it's hilarious. So, it's like yeah. all those moments that you have like no common sense and you say the stupid thing or you like do the stupid thing or yeah. don't understand why something is the way it is. Like that is kind of his yeah humor. Is, I feel it's his shtick kind of. It's so. hilarious. Yep. So uh, average words world. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest average American, I I think is what it's called. Um, But really any of his stuff that's on Netflix is great. So check it out. What's your go-to this week? Um, Mine's a repeat from last week because I thought, I thought this, so my uh, go-to is Younger on Hulu. It's a TV show. I thought it was only three seasons. (laughs) It's six. Oh, wow. So I was not binging it because I was like, well, it's only three seasons. I got to like, and they're only like 20 minutes long. So I'm like, I got to spread it out. Ooh, I found out it was six seasons. I did work on it. How do you you just like find out? Doesn't it tell you how many seasons there are like right when you click into it? I didn't look if it did. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even watch a show if it's less than five seasons. I know. I was like, man, I'm really sad. Like it's only three seasons. I really am going to have to spread this out. But now I'm almost done with it because I was like, hey, yes. 
Okay. So still good. Apparently. It's actually getting better as it's going along because stuff's happening. That's making it better. It's still kind of like you said, hand wavy where there's just this like 40 year old woman living the life of a 26 year old and nobody questions her, but mm. maybe I don't know if I would question her, but Hillary Duff kills it. Like it's so weird to see her not as Lizzie McGuire and like, um, the show's kind of racy. Like I didn't realize it wasn't on like cable TV before Hulu. Mm. And so there's like a lot of like, I mean, young adult stuff, you know, people are like boning each other and everything. And it's weird <laughs> to see like Lizzie McGuire like that, but yeah. I can see why she maybe didn't want to do, um, Lizzie McGuire for Disney anymore. Cause she's doing pretty much what Lizzie McGuire would have been in this show but it would have been like super PG or like G rated and like way stripped down. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty interesting, but I like it. I like where it's headed. So we'll see if next week I have a new one. Cool. Yeah. Well, I look forward to you having a new show to binge next week. Probably. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of relatively relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate and write a review of our show. If you haven't already. And if you want to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.